podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint 137, recorded Tuesday 26th of June 2018. I'm your host David Holloway and joining me first is a man whose mother should have thrown him away and kept the stalk. How are you Simon? Well, considering I bought a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 vinyl LP for three times the price of the CD version so I could make an ironic copy on cassette tape of a mixtape that never technically existed... I'd say she probably chose incorrectly. She should have stuck with the stalk. Also, I was sorting through my CDs and I found this. It's not going to work, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. (laughs) So, yeah. Awful, awful, awful. Who sings that, Simon? It's Club 7, Club whatever the hell that is. Oh, God. See, I was thinking it was old 70s disco, but you're right, that's a 90s horror, isn't it? Uh, no, I think it might actually be uh, early noughties. Yeah. yeah. God. It's a horror, whatever it was. That's it's right. a horror. I completely agree with you. And speaking of that that lovely voice that just um, came in, then we also have a man who uses statistics like a drunk man uses a lamppost for support rather than illumination. How are you, Ben? That's the same gag from last Yeah, month, I know. Mate. See, you picked it up. <laughs> Simon didn't. No. Well, I had a different, I had a different response, you see. I, yeah, you I just rocked with it. I I'm just, a professional so, something. Uh, I, I'm a bit disappointed. That's, that's the exact same gag of last, yeah, last I month. I, I, just, wanted, I opened the running sheet. You'll be all thought, excited for a new unique intro. And, oh, uh, geez, I, well, I, I opened the running sheet. A new sheet. intro he stole from the internet. Yes, that's that's, right. that, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I opened the running sheet and went, oh, shit, I haven't got time to do a new one. I'll just say the same things again and see if these guys pick it up. So a medal for you, Ben. Yeah. Um, boo. 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 All right. Uh, let's jump into what we've been... Oh, I just love how, Ben, you've typed in the running sheet in real time. Isn't that the same gag as last month? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Simon, you, you, you're so excited about one of the games. You've typed about it in all caps. So explain to us what you've been up to. Uh, I've been playing uh, Fortnite on multiple consoles with the same account uh dishonored 2 prey um which is still awesome uh forza 3 which is also still awesome and neo automatata tata so is that from the lion king yes oh good. yes it's it's the sequel to hakuna matata tata tata <laughs> <laughs> Explain to us what near automatato. So I'm assuming is it some sort of driving simulation? That's my totally uneducated it, guess. It's a game from Platinum, and it's a masterpiece. I suspect it's probably going to be more of a masterpiece than um, Poop Stranding. Oh no, that's not the name of it, is it? Uh, Death Stranding. That's it. Death. I don't, why did I say Poop Stranding? I don't know. <laughs> don't go there. Very nice. Oh, we're back to shit again already, aren't we? Yep. Jeez, that didn't take long. Mm. Yes, that's what I've been playing anyway. Excellent. And Ben? Uh, Let's see. As I return to the running sheet from the page I was looking at, uh, Shadow of War for Honor, uh, because it was free, courtesy of Ubisoft, after um, their E3 presser. And uh, actually, it was funny, because the Gold Deluxe Super Uber Awesome Edition that they do, because... Ubisoft has 12 million editions of every single game they release these days, mm-hmm. um, which generally goes for 150 bucks. They had it uh, 75% off, I think it was, and I picked a whole lot up for 30 bucks. So they got me suckered back in with the standard starter edition thing that they do for those games now. Same with Rainbow Six. Um, played that with some friends. I'm like, we're going to play some more of this, aren't we, boys? And they're like, yes. I'm like, all right, I was, I just painted up the thirty bucks, and like, yeah, I'll I'll pay that thirty bucks, and I get all the content done. It's an easy deal. Yeah, um, it is a good deal. And again, Ubisoft, they're just doing these things like under the radar. They're just doing all the right things. They're not doing all the. They're still horrible with microtransactions in every sense of the word, but they're nowhere near as bad as an EA or whatever else. Um. So they're just doing all the right things at the right times, I think, at the moment, which is 
weird to say for uh, Ubisoft. Um, yeah, the, the, the less other... aggressive form of cancer. Exactly, yeah. Uh, the other game that I've been playing, which uh, only just came out recently, uh, Mario Tennis's Aces. And uh, it's a really, really fun Mario game. Get some friends around, play some tennis with them, uh, have a great time. I highly recommend it. If you've got a Switch, definitely pick it up. Cool. Is that is that a game that you could integrate shots into? Yeah, you could you could turn it into a drinking game. Excellent. Just checking. Excellent. Yeah, you know, for our audience, I'd, you could turn this show into a drinking game. I'm sure. Uh, oh yes. Every time someone mentions poop, drink. Yeah. Sorry, drank. Or you drank. Just drink yourself to death to avoid having to listen to the whole thing. Um, <laughs> so, I'm bring that now. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I've had an even sadder gaming life than usual, and I'm, I'm always the one that lags behind as far as games played, but it's particularly bad in the last um, three, four weeks. So I've played exactly three games, StarCraft Two, as I always do. Um, due to some haranguing by some family members, I've downloaded the pathetic Coin Master application. I'm not even going to tell you what that is, but it's just awful. It's like Farmville meets Poker Machines. Um, and a bit of your favourite and mine, Ben, Candy Crush. Ugh. So I haven't... I don't. You know who plays Candy Crush, David? 60-year-old oh, HR women. That's who plays Candy Crush. Oh, now, I... Whoa! Stop right there, Mister. You need to stop playing that game. <laughs> I, only when I get to the to the end, and I again, I haven't spent a cent. That's my. I love just you know. I, I haven't spent a cent, and nor will I be. Um, and I don't think I've turned on the console. I've watched. Sorry, I've watched a family member play Fortnite a whole bunch as well. But I, yeah, I haven't actually played on the console myself at all. So they haven't got addicted to Fortnite and ended up uh, not going to the toilets and things like no, that, were they? Nothing like that. No, they they actually every time I watch them play Fortnite it reminds me of Simon because this um, child of mine is the master cheeser. They just hide and run and <laughs> gather stuff the whole time and just hide and hide and then they end up in the top twenty until someone hunts them down finally. It, it's cool strategy. You let the other idiots kill each other and you just benefit <laughs> right. off their fortune. I mean, why would you do it any other way? No, differently? you're right. It's just, that's the smart way to play. And if it was I'm the real world, no, but if it was the real world, that's exactly what I would do as well. I agree. You're not going to just run out and go, I'm going to take on these guys. Hells yeah. Um, all right. So let's jump into some news items. And the uh, I thought it was quite funny. Just I think it was in the week after we put the last episode to bed, uh, we had all the Anthem and Destiny 2 news um, because of E3, obviously. So let's mm. talk about E3 um, and let's start off with Anthem, that game that Simon and I were so excited about, we launched another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. And don't, please don't go looking for it because it doesn't... Well, you can still uh, find the uh, brilliant Episode Zero on iTunes. It, it may exist one day. We're still waiting to see whether yeah. it's worth it because we're not hawking another piece of predatory crap. No, that's right. So let's talk about E3 and Anthem. They obviously had the gameplay walkthrough demo thingo. Um, I think I watched most of it, um, but I'll, I'll throw to you guys first, um, starting with maybe you, Ben. What, what did you think? Uh, Anthem looked very, very pretty. Um that's pretty much all I have to really say on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My God, you're a changed man. Damn, you I'm, read notes. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> Look, to be honest, it's EA did not do a good conference. Let's put it simple. Oh, it was awful. it was it was really really bad. Um, and it wasn't so much. And, I'm, and poor Andrea and I, she was stuck with the poor the. The humongous task of trying to host that thing, and she's sitting there in the crowd, and she's interviewing old mate from Respawn, who uh, is announcing a new Star Wars game that Respawn's been working on, and all this sort of stuff. And she's trying to say, "Oh, cool! So what's that?" And he's giving her absolutely nothing. They can't even give them a bloody logo to announce. I mean, at least bloody when uh, Nintendo announced Metroid. Uh, for the Switch last year, they gave it a logo. 
uh, and Pokemon for the Switch as well. They said, hey, yeah, we're doing a Pokemon game for the Switch. Here's a Pokemon Switch logo, you know. Give them something, you know. Even Battletoads uh, had a logo. <laughs> Battletoads had a, had a c- crashing car thingy. Yes. And a voiceover. And a splash screen. So there was something there. <laughs> like, I just, EA was just woeful. And then watching the Anthem stuff, I'm sitting there watching going, oh, I really want to get some more information. I'm actually really keen on Anthem. And we didn't really get a hell of a lot of info. Um, we didn't really see much in the way of, like, abilities being used. It was all very mm. basic is the only word I've got to describe the combat. There's no real sense of depth to anything. No. Um, yeah. I think the one thing I got from the Anthem presentation was that Casey Hudson's one of the few people that can pull off wearing off-white dockers. It's a very hard thing to do. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that um, has given me a little bit of faith in the game, though, is that Casey Hudson's back with EA, uh, Bioware, rather. Mm-hmm. Um in saying that, um, we need to see they Bioware needs to start talking about more things that are in Anthem, like yeah. skill trees, more about what these javelins can do, like the different types of javelins. I mean, I know what they're called, but like that storm one, which has got this crazy lightning effect going on over it while it hovers around, we still don't know a hell of a lot about what it can actually do. It looked like it had some sort of phasing ability for dodging or something. Um, so I don't know. I just want to see some more of the RPG elements that they keep talking yeah. about and skill trees, something just to give us an idea of what we're going to be doing when we play run and gun shooters. We get that all the time. We've got all that. Yeah. I, I can go play gears of war four right now on my Xbox. I've got a run and gun shooter right there. Um, they did. They did um, do a bit of RPG because, by God, if those people that they're allegedly doing the gameplay weren't RPGs, then I've never come across a gaming group that talks like that to each other. Otherwise, uh, no, that wasn't really. That they was didn't do that with Anthem. You're thinking of Division. No, no, no. I'm thinking of Anthem. Yeah, and what what you said, Simon. They were obviously actors because it was so stilted. The conversation it was absolutely terrible. I don't remember it. I was like, ooh, better watch out there on the left for Mr. Such and Such. He could come up from us from behind and stuff like that. Like the other 30 times in rehearsal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it it was a bit disappointing. I mean, what they showed us first, uh, was was it last? Was it only just last year they showed us the first trailer? It, yeah, it, it was. was all, it was all so horribly staged. Yeah. It looked mm-hmm. very but yeah, I mean, we've been Ubisoft a number of times on that camp. So uh, yeah, uh, throw throw me another lie. Thank you very much. Um, the I do like the verticality. I do like yeah. that. Uh, that that is that is something I'm interested in seeing more in. Uh, other than that, the okay, there's four classes, but basically it's you, you got your your tank, your DPS, and your glass cannon, and and I'm not sure what the other one was. I wasn't really paying attention. It got very dull very quickly. There was a lot of talking and a lot of concept art for a game that's supposed to be releasing, what was it, February next year? Yeah. I mean, holy crap, people. How, is this thing going to be ready? How is it going to be ready? You're showing us concept art mm. at this point. That is insane. Yeah, I, it's it just, just feels thought, like... We've seen we've seen this dance before. That's the thing. Is yeah, we've we all have. seen this dance before, um, and yeah, we 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 know what to expect now. We, yeah. It's going to be. It just feels shallow. It's very shallow. That's what from what they've shown so far. It seems and feels shallow. I need to see more. Uh, I am not convinced at the moment. Speaking of shallow, that's just too good a segue to ignore. Destiny two. So. Oh, that's 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 harsh. <laughs> I don't think it's harsh enough. So I'm trying to remember. I know we definitely talked Destiny two last episode, but I'm pretty sure the mm. unveiling of the the next lot of whatever it's called that I've already forgotten was it E three or was that prior to that? Uh, they did it prior to E three, but I think it was after our last episode. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like, and in saying that, the like they're saying a lot of the right words. 
But mm-hmm. again, it's one of those things with Bungie and Destiny where we've heard them say all the right words before and been horribly, horribly let down. And I feel bad. It's obviously um, Destiny 2 Forsaken. I just I had to Google it, though. That's how forgettable it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's really stuck in my mind is the trailer from E3 or the teaser, I suppose, from E3 where Cade dies. Um, spoiler. Other than that. Uh, it's, it's in the trailer. Spoiler. I don't care. It's not a spoiler. No, I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the only thing that's really stuck in my mind because it's like, oh, my God, they're killing off the character. He is the main character of Destiny as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he's the only Vanguard I really care about. So let, well, let, he's, he's the only character. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone exactly. Else just, like, they try introducing yeah. these other characters, but we just don't care about them. So no. can, I, can I make a guess? Apparently the Forsaken um, expansion is a non-linear story of hunting Cade's killer. So let's guess he somehow gets resurrected at the end. Um, no, they're saying he's dead. And the reason... Well, a lot of people are speculating it's just because they can't afford Nathan Fillion anymore. Oh, okay. I wouldn't no, be at all surprised. Also, they, they need to do something to make people feel like they're doing something for a reason to, to re-engage the player base. Because mm. most, I think there's an awful lot of people who started, who bought Destiny 2 who are like us and have just sort of, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just watch the this uh, car crash from, from over here, thank you, with a, a beer sitting on a our, uh, our, uh, our um, deck chairs, um, yeah, lawn chairs, whatever you want to call them. And that's basically, that's my major involvement with Destiny now is just sitting back and going, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. You did that? What were you thinking? What is, is anyone steering this ship? Uh, I mean, mm. it would be, in some ways I would like to see Destiny 2 um, for money Oh, sorry, Forsaken. Uh, actually, do something good, and and maybe reinvigorate the player base a bit. Because I mean, there's a lot of people employed on this game. Mm. Yeah, I'm there's- hoping the PvP and things like that, and some of the gun balancing that they're talking about comes into effect. Um, just, just like give me a reason why I should want to play it. Yeah, every I mean, day the, or the, every week. Uh, that mode with the Ascendant portals, that sounds interesting, although I'm not sure how I feel about going through an Ascendant portal and then finding the the Taken being allies. Mm. That's 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 kind of weird. Uh, I'm sure they've plundered the law to justify that somehow, but, I mean, at this point, I think it's pretty obvious that the law is broken and cannot be fixed, a little bit like Star Wars. So uh, I'm, I don't have any hopes in that regard. Hmm. But it yeah. produce a, an entertaining game without gou- gouging everybody for money. Uh, obviously, they are gouging people for money, so uh, that's one of those things out of the equation. But hopefully, they can at least make the game better. Yes, mm-hmm. have to. They can't make it much worse. No, oh, well, you'd think so. Yeah, well, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Stranger sit, things, ladies and gentlemen. I will sit Stranger back on. I'll sit back on my lawn chair with my beer and I will just watch and see what collides with what this time round. But we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see. And don't let any kids on the lawn either. No. All right. Um, Alana Pierce leaves IGN. Who's Alana Pierce? Why should I care? And I do know what IGN is. I assume she's a writer for IGN. You don't know who Alana Pierce is? Ben, uh, do you know who Alana Pierce is? I do. She's a lovely young lass from Brisbane. Yes. Oh, and now I'm outraged. She's an Australian writer. Yeah, she's well, been on the American site for three oh, years. I say three years. Oh, there you go. Memory she, serves well. Yes, it does. She she moved over to the San Francisco office, uh, yeah, about three years ago. Got the gig. She's an ambitious and talented young lady. And mm. don't know what she's doing next, but she's obviously got plans. And I think she's probably a little bit tired of being held back by some of IGN's um, standard operating procedures and restrictions. Yeah. So she used to stream a lot of games and her channel basically had to get put on hold because IGN doesn't allow that sort of things. Probably because it's, um, as a in air quotes, a journalism site. Um, it doesn't want let's plays because I suppose that could be seen as a form of endorsing or advertising by its staff. Yeah. And, and they do do a lot of that streaming and, 
maybe not so much Let's Plays, but a little bit of Let's Play type stuff as well yep. from within their that, own website as well. Yes. So they, 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 they don't I, mind I, it when I, it's on their website, but when you're doing it outside, they get a little bit picky about some of the stuff that you do. Yeah. Yeah, they don't mind. You, they don't mind it being done as long as they're getting coined for it. Yeah, like yeah. other stuff doing it outside of office hours. For yeah, non- so if you look at maybe not so much Destin, but I know Fran Mirabella from IGN. He um, when he streams Destiny, he streams it via the uh, Fire Team chat, uh, which is their Destiny podcast uh, YouTube page. Yeah. Um, so he streams via their YouTube page. I think Destin has his own channel and all that sort of stuff that he does outside of that. But, um, yeah, so they do have some funny rules and stuff, and I think that just relates to journalistic integrity and, and uh, all and that sort of that, stuff they, that they goes with that. Stuff. They need, they need yeah. also their sponsorship because, let's face it, everyone's finding it difficult to make a living in journalism these days, and uh, mm-hmm. old, long-standing sites like IGN are no different. But, right. uh, yeah, uh I think she's on uh, definitely worth following because she's she's smart, incisive, she's upfront and honest. She's someone who really you, you feel like you can trust. I feel like you just described this podcast. Yes, we're bursting with integrity and poop. <laughs> A rid- Drink. And I was about to say, we probably Drink. only earned slightly less than what she was earning at IGN, so good on her for moving out on her own. Actually, that's one of the scary things about it. Uh, she did a little video um, just letting everyone know, and she had a Patreon, which she's actually suspended now because um, it turns out that she doesn't need Patreon to be able to uh, make ends meet and pay the rent now that she's moving on from IGN. Yeah, so I don't know what they pay their staff, but it ain't much. No. And considering she was on... Well, American and- wages, there you go. Well, yeah. And living in San Francisco. So I'm assuming she's not going to be living in San Francisco anymore. Uh, well, I don't know, but San Francisco is is damn expensive. But there's a reason Colin Moriarty moved down to San Diego. So there we go. Mm. Was it San Diego? In, it was in something. San Diego, isn't that Wales' vagina? You don't know that joke, boys? No. You haven't no. seen Anchorman? I've seen no. Anchorman, but I don't recall that. I've definitely I think oh. seen Anchorman a couple of times. Well, you said Wales, and I always—I usually just when I hear Wales, I think immediately of the place where Welshmen come from. So <laughs> oh, yes. uh, I was—I was kind of confused. Uh, it's when he's explaining the na- reasoning why it was named San Diego. I think it's called—it was translated to re- uh, mean Wales vagina or something like that. He says it in the movie. Okay. There yeah. Go. I got to watch the movie again. Absolutely. <laughs> It's a good movie. You should watch it again. <laughs> now, did anyone? Not as good as the Expanse. The Expanse is awesome. Watch it. Watch it now. Absolutely. Um, Before it gets cancelled. Hey, it got picked saved. up again. Yeah, it's been saved. <laughs> so, did any of us end up watching Solo? Uh, I didn't get to it before it left the theaters. Either of you guys? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Uh, I thought about it, but my expectations were so low, I didn't bother. Yeah. I think I, um, actually, here's the stupid thing. I think everyone's saying the same thing about expectations, but everyone that I know that's gone and seen it is said enjoyed they've it. actually really enjoyed yeah. it. I'm bummed I didn't uh, see it. I just couldn't find the time to go see it. I had a so, lot of other things going on. Um, I'm sure yeah. it's perfect. I'm sure it's perfectly serviceable, but yeah. I, I, well, I, we also talked yeah. about it last episode where we said there's that burnout from having all these major blockbusters yes. like yeah. week in, week out. Um, I think also Jurassic World probably is suffering a bit of that as well. I mean, it just came out recently, and I i mean, there's, I know a few people that are talking about it, but not many. No, I don't think yeah. any people, I don't that's, know many people that want to see it. That's actually uh, been saved by the foreign box office, so that's mm. it's actually done pretty well. I'd, as far as I'm concerned, as far as Solo goes, it's just that the premise didn't really interest me. I would have been probably more interested in seeing an Obi-Wan movie. With you and McGregor. Oh, no, we covered this last time, and Ben that and I just yeah, yeah, Ben and I just vomited in our mouths at that suggestion. Really? Yeah, I don't really want to see an Obi Wan movie. Nah. No, I'd outright boycott it. I don't know why. I can't even tell you why, Simon. I just go, oh no. I I, I had him. In, I saw him in Rebels fighting, you know, Darth Maul. That's that's enough for me. Uh, see, I, I like the Dave Filoni shows. I like the TV shows. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's it. I got it in the TV show. I don't need anything. I don't need to know what else happened between, um, you know, 
Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope with Obi Wan. I no. I know what he did. I, I've got the comics and stuff for that as well. I mean, if well, that's fine. Then, then it's probably just as well you missed um, Miss Solo and missed seeing Darth Maul pop up. Oh, spoilers. Uh, yeah, see, actually, that got spoiled for me, uh, courtesy of a news headline from uh, news.com.au. So. Oh, that's what you were talking about last time. Was, you just spoiled it for me, so that's some consolation. Oh, I've ruined the, ruined the whole movie for that's you. That's right. Um, mm. But a standalone, also, hmm? go a, on. a standalone lumpy movie, though, I'm lining up at midnight to, to go in. Yeah, I, I want to see something exploring the timeline post-Return of the Jedi, pre-Force Awakens. I want to see Old Republic. I, rest, I still want an Old Republic Old trilogy Republic. as well. Old Republic trilogy, but yeah, not absolutely. written Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic trilogy. I'm still hopeful the Game of Thrones guys are, are going to get that with Guernsey because they're That's doing big, something. To be honest, Disney is in uh, Lucasfilm is in such a disastrous state at the moment, and Disney is so pissed off with how things are going there. I'm, I'm I think we're going to. It, it's all going to stay calm, probably fairly calm until after this, uh, the whole uh, Fox uh, merger thing goes through. But after that, or maybe even before that, it depends. Mm. But yeah, it's 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 a mess. Mm. It is a mess. Mm. All right. Speaking of messes, Bethesda is suing. I'm hoping WB means Warner Brothers. It does. <laughs> so that or waterboarding. Yeah, that's why I was trying to think of an alternative. Um, mm. So why are they suing Warner Brothers? Okay, so uh, Warner Brothers are publishing a little game called. Uh, what are they? What are they actually calling this thing? It's it's a Westworld game, basically. Uh, uh, that's just come out recently, and Warner Brothers are publishing it. Uh, it's just called Westworld, I think. No, West Fallout, isn't it? Oh, not West Westworld Shelter. I thought it was no, I, I think it's just called Westworld. Right. Um, anyway, uh, Warner Brothers, is, who published it, and the co-developer Behavior Interactive, who also developed uh, Fallout Shelter, uh, they're they're literally being sued for ripping off Fallout Shelter. Uh, the main reasoning being is the art style is virtually identical to Fallout Shelter. The premise of the game is virtually identical to the Fallout Shelter. Everything about the game is virtually identical to Fallout Shelter, so much so that it even has the exact same bugs that Fallout Shelter had when it was released. Uh, so it's yes. literally the exact same code, just a different coat of paint. Um, and part of their... Uh, deal with, between Bethesda and Behaviour Interactive. Um, it, actually, I've got a quote here. It says, Behaviour breached its contract with Bethesda and utilised its restricted access to Bethesda's intellectual property, including Bethesda's copyrighted code, trade secrets, and other rights to compress its development timeline, reduce costs, and quickly bring the Westworld mobile game to market and offer players the widely popular game experience found in Fallout Shelter. So not only did they breach... Well, not only were they basically mimicking the game, but they, they're stealing the code, which Bethesda owned, essentially, um, just because they helped develop uh, Fallout Shelter or however that came about. They um, they didn't own that code. They didn't have the permission to use it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, big lawsuit. Bethesda or ZeniMax, they've got a lot of money and a lot of lawyers they can throw at it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Warner Brothers uh, settles. Uh, Behaviour Interactive uh, probably shit in the pants right now. And I said poo, so you have to drink. Yeah, drank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I tried to play Fallout shit. I don't think I ever talked about this on podcast. Yeah, it just bored the shit out of me within 10 minutes, mm. but that's just me. Yeah, well, it's a tablet game. I mean, what do yeah. you really expect? Yeah, true. It's- it's a Farmville, basically. It's yeah, just recently. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd rather play much more up ones like Coin Master. Um, Trion Games acquires assets of Gazillion. Does that include Marvel Heroes? Well, I'm sure they've got the assets, but they don't have the license. So, oh, true. Good <laughs> I point. I wouldn't be expecting. Um, I wouldn't be expecting it to to reappear anytime soon. Oh. But. So, Tron Worlds has acquired the assets of Gazillion Entertainment, picking up ownership of the studio's licenses, trademarks, patents, domains, and game library. 
But obviously, as uh, as we said, uh, Disney pulled the license, uh, the Marvel license, from yeah. because it basically caused them to shut down the servers uh, and the studio because that was obviously what was driving them. Um, but I quite like what Tryon said. Basically, they uh, they said that they want to they want. Uh, Actually, i just read it. Uh, we want ourselves and other developers to be able to make games and succeed and have sustainable life cycles. Crunch and burn and layoff is unhealthy, and we all know that's the basically the pattern for games, which is pretty brutal. Mm. Uh, we have tried to do things about it, and we want to be a good member of the gaming ecology. We keep trying to do things to help other developers. So I quite I quite like the sound of that. It sounds like they they basically just want to keep things on a kind of a rolling cycle. So while something's being developed, something else is being coded, and then and something else is being released, and then they just basically keep keep a bit of a production line going with properties and content just to keep the um, the em- employment and people's situations a little more even. And we've spoken to Tryon before, and uh, well, one person at Tryon anyway. And uh, I think we can agree that they they seem like pretty a pretty decent publisher, even if they are what uh, what would you call them a third or second tier publisher? A mezzanine level one. Mezzanine level, okay. Double A. And Tryon are behind the, the. I think they're re-releasing Defiance as well, aren't they? That's them, isn't it? Oh, you're a big Defiance fan. I, yeah, I did. I was, it was sad to see that that fall over, but it really, I suppose it was kind of inevitable. But but I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the the world and the environment they built. So I'm going to be interested to see what the the new updated version or the the relaunch. I suppose it's. I think it looks like a completely different engine, and um, but same universe. So it's okay. a reboot, I suppose. Cool. What your eye on? And I just want to make it clear too, as the host, I try and represent those that feel unrepresented in our audience, That's which is why I pronounce it Treon, because some people like to pronounce it that way. You're welcome. I, sure. don't, actually, I don't actually know if I pronounced it correctly. Oh, that's I just always I, assume you're right and I'm wrong. I, maybe it's just because I play too much DC Universe online and try on to a character. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, still better for the doubt. If I'm going to put money on it, I'm putting money on yours. Um, All right. Disney, well, yeah, we've sort of mentioned this briefly about Disney um, successful bidder on Fox. Do we really want to cover much more of that? Uh, 70-something billion dollars. 71.3 billion. There you go. I I don't think we need to say much more than that. I'm happy with the point three. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, it still has to go through antitrust and still has to be voted on by shareholders, but um, I'm not sure that Comcast is going to be able to Go much above that, and uh, if you if you want to learn more about vertical and horizontal mergers, and which one the uh, uh, the uh, DOJ antitrust division is more against, then uh, there's plenty of information online. I won't bore you with it yeah. right now. I was about to say, yeah. what well, does that have impact for the Marvel franchise? But it's Sony Pictures that owns or has the licensing on some of this stuff still, isn't it? It, it does as far as X Men and Fantastic Four go. Are they Fox? They're under. They're licensed by Fox at the moment. Yeah, yeah, twentieth yeah. century. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. Oh, Disney boss. It's a Bob Iger. Yes. Yeah, Bob Iger holds a conference call with Lucasfilm about fixing the mess. Um. Geez, how did that get leaked? I bet you there were some heads rolling once that came out. I think there's a lot of pissed off people in um, in, <laughs> in Disney and Lucasfilm about it, but oh. apparently that it was a conference call that was held with uh, Pixar and um, Marvel. I think they were only listening in; they weren't actually part of it. But yeah, basically, there's there's some very unhappy noises coming from on high. So the apparent the the report is that. They actually had security guards. Everyone involved in the conference call had security guards stationed outside their door so no one could stand around eavesdropping uh, or other. I mean, the information still got out because obviously. Who was guarding the security guards? Who watches the watches? I don't know. This is a mm. this is a, a question that is bah, the bah, bah. of the agents. <laughs> but, but very interesting. Basically, um, Iger wants to uh, get rid of Kennedy, but he can't find anyone to take the job. Because no, no one wants to the 
the phrase I heard was no one wants to rule a house divided. Mm. And it's become such a toxic shithole, drank, uh, that uh, really no one wants the job. J.J. Abrams basically said, nope, as soon as the, uh, the offer was made to him. And I can't say I blame him. Also, I'm not sure that he'd be very good at the job. Mm. I'm not sure who would be good at it. Uh, I mean, Kevin Feige wanted it or was interested in it years ago, but they said, no, no, sorry. You yeah. just you just, you just keep playing with your little Marvel playset over there. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll go make another billion-dollar movie. That's right. Yeah. What about Stan oh, what's Lee? That? You want to make a $2 billion movie? Infinity War, here, hold my beer, you know. That's right. Yeah. I think Stan Lee's looking for a new job. He's got uh, no. Yeah. I think he's got more sense. No, I don't think he's got much sense left, poor bugger. I, I, I fear he may not see out the year, but he's hoping I'm wrong. He's 95 now, so. Yeah. I mean, any, you, you can safely say in Oof. any year he may not see out the year at his age, but I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's still pretty switched on for a 95-year-old, so he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. Ben, I just, I don't know. It's, I feel it in my waters. You might want to say a few words about Seppi. Um, yeah, I'll just talk briefly on it. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, most of you who do listen to the show regularly know I do a bunch of stuff as part of a group called 8-Bit. Um, we recently expanded this year to do more podcasts, more variety of podcasts and things like that under the 8-bit banner. And part of that was also expanding our YouTube presence. And uh, during that process, we brought in a couple of guys known as Two Gamers, One PC. Um, and Seppi and Chessie were the two guys. Um, I've known both of these gentlemen for a couple of years now. Um, I met them in person couple of years back, uh, they're both Queensland uh, boys living on the south side of Brisbane. Uh, I live on the Gold Coast, so they're not too far away from me. Uh, we've had beers together, lunches together, um, all that sort of good stuff. Uh, and Seppi is a guy that um, I was speaking to pretty much daily uh, via messenger chat and twitter and all all the wonderful things that we have with social media these days um i'm sure many of our listeners out there are part of group chats with messenger and all those fun things and uh Seppi was a big part of one of my main group chats that i was a part of um sadly last week uh he passed away um very unexpectedly uh he was only 31 or 32 years old uh and uh, he was a great guy, great character, um, wicked sense of humor, uh, one in the times, one, one in a million type of uh, larrikin, really. He was really just a really great guy. I can't say enough nice things about him. Uh, he was always there to talk to and have a chat with um, and have a laugh with. And, uh, yeah, it's just a really heartbreaking thing and uh, thoughts go out to his uh, family. Uh, in this trying time, absolutely, and um, yeah. also, it was, a, it was no, no. I was just going to say it was. I've just had to keep rereading when I saw the the tweet about that. I've, I've only sort of mm. messaged a couple of times. We had very extremely limited interactions, but yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's just bolt out of the blue. You just wow. How how yeah. how does that even happen? It's just. It, it's one of those things that just kind of stuns you. Yeah, it was one of those things that really shocked a lot of us, especially just because, like I said, he was only 31, 32. Um, I actually had lunch with him on the Sunday uh, prior to his death, so literally a couple of days before he passed away, and he was in good health, good spirits, all those things that you normally would expect. So it was just complete and utter shock uh, for us within 8-Bit. Um, and it... If anyone's listening, uh, go check out uh, Two Gamers One PC on YouTube and watch some of his content. He was he was a really good laugh. Uh, the language might be a little bit uh, on the nose with some of the things that he liked to do, but um, it was always in good fun and always in good jest. There was never anything uh, 
uh, intentionally offensive as part of it. Um, so yeah, I just I just like to say, uh, just go go watch maybe some of his mm. videos or something and uh, share a prayer for his family. He's got a you know uh, very he's got a young daughter and he's mm. um, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so just uh, yeah, uh, prayer for his family and uh, thoughts are with him in this troubling uh, troubling time. Absolutely, yeah. and. Mm. Also, sincere apologies for the lighthearted introduction. This will teach me not to be aware of what's going on in the gaming world or running sheets. So I, I just had no <laughs> idea what that was, and I just did my usual. Oh, so you want to say something about Seppi, Ben? So I apologize for that. <laughs> no, no, that's idea all right. Of the content, yeah. Yeah, no, that's all right, mate. Um, yeah, so yeah, like I said, uh, jump on Twitter uh, or YouTube and check out some of his videos. Even on his Instagram, he used to post some little videos on Instagram, and he. Yeah, he's always a great person to just interact with or watch some of his videos. You just have a laugh. There's so many times you could just sit there laughing at the stuff that he was creating. He was brilliant. We'll link them in the show notes as well. So, yeah. Excellent. All right. And um, on to something a little bit more uh, upbeat. <laughs> yeah, Voltron season yeah. six. I, I, I'm just throwing to you two anyway this because you know my feeling i did try and watch season one and i I said because i didn't grow up with it i got bored but i know you two love it to bits so go for it ben you gotta lead this buddy i gotta lead this one um this season it finally gave us a really good payoff um the last i want to say three maybe four yeah, the last three episodes of this season was just big moment fight after big moment fight after big moment fight. Um, things that they've been leading to for the last three seasons, four seasons really, um, have all just been paid off. Uh, and then now they're moving into a completely new direction and all this sort of stuff. It was just really, really good. And one of the big things from this season, I want to say the biggest highlight they did a Dungeons and Dragons episode <laughs> and it was fantastic. It was amazing. I loved every moment of it. Um, once again, Voltron doing very short six episode seasons. Um, I would love for them to just go back to doing like maybe a 12 episode arc uh, or season again, just so we can get a nice big chunk in one hit instead of me being able to watch the whole thing in about three hours. Um, but yeah, uh, well done. Uh, guys from DreamWorks doing the Voltron stuff. Uh, bravo. Keep it up. Yeah. Simon? Simon? I have nothing to add. It's <laughs> 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 rare. And sorry, you, prob- yep. you probably just Go said on. this, but is season six on Netflix? Like are the, all of them or it hasn't appeared on yep. there yet? Oh, it is. Netflix. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, a ne- it's a Netflix original. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um. And probably a great way to... I'm just going to check. We're, we're sort of wrapping... Yeah, we are wrapping it up. Um, we ha- I had a great um, message from one of our regular listeners and um, one-time uh, co-host, Jay, in Colorado, um, just about Battlefront. So we, we Battlefront 2. So we've talked over the time. We've been quite jocular in our um, shredding of, of that game. But... Um, Jay's actually had to spend a bit of time with it and sent me a message, and I'm assuming you don't mind me, Jay. I didn't actually ask permission, but I'm pretty sure Jay won't mind me sharing this. Um, he got a free copy of Battlefront 2 with his PS4 Pro, so he gave it a go and played through the campaign, and hot damn, the campaign for BF2 is wicked good. Don't believe the negativity surrounding the game. It's 100% Star Wars. I'll admit that the enemies act a little weird but the story and most of the other gameplay is pretty damn good. It's the first campaign I've ever played where I've been going through it again just to get all the trophies and play it all again. Visuals are outstanding. Story is great, and it's been a long time since a campaign made me stay up way past bedtime, but this one did it. Give it a shot. So it's high praise. Yeah, mm. it is. That actually makes me want to give it a go. Um. Yeah, if you can pick up a cheap copy or something like that, I'd recommend giving it a go. Uh, like I said, when I tried it out, I think it was probably towards the end of... It was, it was around the time when Last Jedi came out because that's when I watched the movie and I was like, oh, I'll go give this game a try. And I played the 10-hour free trial thingy through EA Access. And, yeah, I actually enjoyed what I played of it. Um, and I really enjoyed the multiplayer. I think it's just the progression system was horribly, horribly, horribly 
broken. And, uh, yeah, there's been enough news covering all that already in the past, so I don't need to go into it. Hmm. I mean, the fact that, you know, story is great, that's what appeals to me because that's where I struggle with the original Battlefront. Mm. Well, there was. Well, it didn't have a story. No. I, I will stand by what I've said about the story. I, I basically, after that just ridiculous um, change of heart uh, that the, uh, the, the uh, protagonist had, and the retconning of Operation Cinder, I just looked at it and thought, no, s- screw this. It's, it's mm. as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm glad Jay enjoyed it, and uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't enjoy it. Just from my personal perspective, um, playing, see, hoping to see something of the Empire and what it would be like to be part of the Empire, I understand that. Because I always really enjoyed TIE Fighter, the old, mm. uh, the old oh. very, very ancient game. Oh, I, I thought it was so good because it was, it was unap- so good. It was, and it was unapologetic in just giving you a, a sense of what what it would be like for someone who actually was pro-imperial, part mm. of the empire. Um, oh. So, and that's what a lot of the promotional material was was mm. directed at. Just. Get get an insight, see what it's like to play for the empire, and then there's this just cheap reversal, and and ret, as I said, retconning of what Operation Cinder was, and I just couldn't forgive it for that. I just yeah, the gameplay is okay. Uh, there's there's other run and guns that I'm quite happy to play in preference to that, but I'd say Joe's probably right at at this point. Um, if you can get it cheap, then yeah, give it a go. It's mm. a it's a beautiful game. Um, oh the yeah, ca- the campaign does work as a bit of a, a at least when I was playing it, which was on release because I did have a look at it then. Um, the the campaign is very much a sampler. It's a, a Whitaker sampler of so you can try the toffee and you can try the 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 nougat and the coconut log and whatever else. Mm. You get, you get to try, to try pretty much every flights. hero class as well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Because and it was clearly designed to whet your appetite so that you'd be willing to shell out some actual additional mm. cash to buy the what what then was going to be the the uh, pay to win progression system and that's yeah. there's there's a big part of that in the campaign that's what it's there for mm-hmm. I really want to play as this character so I'll yeah okay I'll start throwing money money EA here money here EA have money so and I also found that a bit distasteful but. If you can divorce yourself of all of that and just enjoy it for what it is, yeah, it's fun. But I wouldn't be paying, wouldn't be paying um, retail for it. Absolutely no. not. There we go. Mm. Cool. I do want to go and play it now. Um, I'm calling <laughs> it quits here. Any la- very last minute um, TV recommendations? The only thing I've watched in the last month is I started watching only about 15 years too late. Gavin and Stacey. Either of you guys seen that? Series? No. Okay. That's uh, a British show, isn't it? Yeah, British show. And it's got a very young James Corden in it um, as an actor. And mm. he does quite well. And, and t- just related to that, and I know it's been absolutely viral on Facebook and probably other social media. The Carpool Karaoke one of the last week with Paul McCartney, if you're aged over 35 or maybe 40, it's a 25-minute carpool karaoke, but it's easily the best he's ever done and it might even bring a tear to your eye. Mm. I doubt. <laughs> well, before we, go, before we go, though, because we didn't really... Well, we spent a little bit of time on E3, but what was your favourite game of E3, guys? <laughs> You're assuming I know of anything beyond Anthem and Destiny 2, which I don't, so I'll okay. say Anthem. <laughs> All right. Simon? I'll say... And this is what come as any surprise, uh, Cyberpunk. Ooh, but hey, nice. the Halo Infinite, mm. I'm kind of curious to see what that is. Yeah, I think it's basically Halo 6. They're just dropping the number from the title because it is a continuation from Halo 5, they've already said. Sold. Um, that's it, yeah. Uh, I'd say my favourite was uh, the Spider-Man stuff. I think that's just – I mean, Cyberpunk looks great. Division 2 looks great. Uh, Skull and Bones has me interested, and I can't wait to try the, oh, yes. the beta. Uh, most of Sony's conference, I really hated Sony's conference, but um, uh, 
the games all looked very pretty. And Spider-Man, I'm really excited for Spider-Man because that comes out very soon and it looks really awesome and it's got a Sinister Six storyline and that got me very excited. It does look really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, something else coming out. I thought, oh, I'm going to try and play. Oh, no, that's the only, is the next WoW expansion's out in August, which I'm moderately excited about. What about Coin Master 2? Yeah, see, it's funny you say that when you're saying about favourite games. I, I thought after I said Anthem, I should have said Coin Master 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great minds think alike. God help me. Yeah, you're, not, you're not excited for Fallout 76, David? Oh, look, I must admit, I would love another Fallout game. Um, I regret, I would have liked to have spent more time with Fallout 4 than I did. So, yeah, an excuse mm-hmm. to go back to that would be appreciated. Hmm. All right. Okay. That's a show. Um, Cheers. As always, if you'd like to offer an opinion like Jay did for this episode, suggestion or some general abuse, please feel free to email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the oceanic gamer um follow us on twitter my handle is the oceanic gamer simon tweets under rpg beats rl and is much more prolific and amusing and ben tweets under the spawny 13 and live streams uh, here and there i still believe at twitch.tv forward slash benny 8 bit yeah you'll find previous episodes of the show on itunes and we're also on stitcher google play and pocket cast well, actually, we need to update that because Google Play doesn't do the podcast anymore. They've got Google Podcasts now. Oh, that's true. I wonder if that's automatically um, gone across. I haven't checked. It, it has. It basically pulls just oh, straight good. from any RSS feed. Great. Um, I did lots of searches and everything for the 8-bit stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, already there. Google Podcasts then. Mm. And you can hear me updating the running sheet as we go. Right. And... Thanks very much for listening and thanks to my co-hosts, Simon and Ben. Thank you, lads. And particularly given I stuffed them both around endlessly with when we're going to record this damn thing. Mumbled acknowledgement and awkward pauses. We should have called the podcast that, actually. (laughs) Um, Have a great week. Remember, (laughs) you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Are you bastards going to say something or are you just going to do the awkward pause now? Pause now. All right, cool. <laughs> Simon, you're a poo head. <laughs> Drink. to speak does not make one intelligent.